0: Well, if you would take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter number 14, Matthew chapter number 14 tonight, and uh, as Pastor said this morning, I really, honestly, I, sincerely, I believe it's not fair because both of us um, a couple of weeks ago had our messages ready, and he didn't get to give his uh, this morning, and I get a chance to give mine tonight, and uh, so um, I appreciate that. And I kind of I expected the way he ended today, um, and we had our lunch, and I kind of expected him to come to me and say, hey, are you still going to cover some of the calendar events and hear me say yes, and then him say, well, I really want to preach. And I really expected that to happen, and I was like, man, please don't let that happen. Please, 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 please don't let that happen. I didn't tell him that. Uh, I'm telling him now. But anyway, so I'm pretty excited uh, to be able to share this challenge as we close out part one of Vision Sunday. All right, because part two is next week. Um, but uh, have you ever, as you're turning there, have you ever, have you ever met someone that um, maybe they had a passion, they had a passion for something new that they, maybe it's a hobby or maybe it's an adventure in their life. And, um, well, I'm kind of telling on myself here. Uh, but like, for instance, I'll use me as an example. I love to hunt. And this past year, I took on, Brother Steve, I took on a new type of hunting. Um, and um, I mean, when I did and when I started figuring out how I wanted to do this, it's a different style, type of deer hunting. And uh, when I got into it, my wife will tell you this, I didn't go partially in. I went all in. I went all in. Now, I had the guns. I had the bows. But it was a different type of stand that I wanted And it required not just one piece, it required several pieces. And one week led to this piece. Two weeks later, I spread it out, by the way, and uh, uh, over about two months. But um, I went into one piece, went into another piece, and then all of a sudden, five pieces later, I had everything. I went all in. I went all in. I want to tell you something. I've met people like myself that go all in in certain things in life, whether it's a hobby or an adventure, and I'm gonna tell you something. There's something crazy about the passion. Um, it's contagious. As a matter of fact, he's not here tonight. Uh, David Wright's not here tonight. But he, I was talking to him about this, and uh, um, I shared with him, and I showed him. You gotta realize there's about there's a few years difference between me and me and David, and um, he got into it as well. Like he's like, man, I think this is really neat. And then all of a sudden, he got into what I was getting into, and so it's kind of contagious sometimes when you go all in. In Matthew chapter number 14, we see where Jesus just spent some time with his disciples and he sent them away and he went to pray. And as he sent them away in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22, we're going to look through verse 33 here in just a minute. We see where there's a man that comes on the picture by the name of Peter. And before you get hard on Peter, everybody gets hard on Peter. I want to say something to you. In this passage, we see an interesting fact about Peter. Peter was one that went all in. You say, explain it to us. Well, let's look in the path. Let's just read the Bible for itself. Verse number 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him and to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? And when, he, excuse me, and when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Look at verse 29 with me. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus.
1: The older we get, the more we look back on our lives and wish we would have done things differently. Our choices not only haunt us, but at times they can travel with us. Words like shame and guilt attach themselves to the stories our lives are telling. Peter, a follower of Christ, knew this all too well. He was the disciple who dropped everything to follow Jesus, was an eyewitness to miracles that we only dream of experiencing, and was the only disciple to step out of the boat and walk on water, even if only for a few seconds. But then things get messy. The pressure of the crowd causes Peter to experience his own version of shame and guilt. And if we're honest, our lives might just be closer to Peter's life than we care to admit. You're invited into a moment of reset and discovery, because the events around the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus are the absolute answer to every longing heart. So may God give us eyes to see.
0: In Matthew chapter 14, Peter was about to be tested, just like you and I are tested from time to time. And as I read this passage and I studied this passage, it drew me to this question. Was Peter all in? Was Peter all in? As hard as we are on Peter throughout his life, in Matthew chapter number 14... I truly believe that Peter went all in. I believe he went all in. In verse number 28, Peter was asking of Jesus a question. In verse 25, excuse me, verse 29, Christ, we see his response. And in verse 29, we also see Peter's reaction. I say to you tonight that Peter was all in. He was all in. But before we dive into this experience that Peter had with Christ, I want to clear something up really, really simple to you tonight. I want to make sure it's super clear to you. Just because we go all in with Christ doesn't mean that we will never be tested. It doesn't mean that we'll never be tested. Some people preach that. Hey, man, if you give everything to Christ, if you surrender your life to Christ, everything's going to be great. The truth is, the test will still come. But here's the great part of it. It just means that we never have to go through the test alone. Even in this chapter, even in this passage, we see where where Peter was tested. But here in just a few minutes, I want to show you something. Only two points tonight. That Peter, even though he was tested, he never had to go through it alone. As we challenge you in 2024, Pastor, he gave a phenomenal, I love that illustration, the visual you saw this morning. Truly, we want to see God. This week, I I may say more about it here in just a second, but just this week, before they ever heard the message, before they even saw the visual of this morning, this morning, or excuse me, this week, we had seven people, individuals, sign up for discipleship. Just this week. They didn't have a clue what Pastor was going to preach on this morning. They never saw the visual. They never heard the testimony. And this week alone, just one week, seven individuals contacted the church through email or conversations and said, I want to go sign me up. I want to go through the one-on-one discipleship. So as we challenge you in 2024 with new opportunities, can I say something to you? The new opportunities will bring new challenges. New challenges, the devil would love to convince you, will bring new fear. But I want to take it a step farther. After studying the life of Peter, I want to say it this way to you. New opportunities will bring new challenges, but new challenges will also create a stronger faith in our life. I want to give you just two thoughts this evening, just real quick, brief. Two thoughts tonight on this idea of, Peter's experience with Christ and how it can encourage us in our decision, in our personal lives. Here it is, ready? To go all in. I know I lost probably 95% of you, but can I say something to you? That's okay. Peter was just one man, he was just one individual. And you know what? It may be one individual this year in 2024 that sparks a fire amongst this congregation. It may be a teenager. It may be a young at heart. It may be somebody middle-aged like me. But may I say to you, it only takes one. It only takes one. I want to give you two thoughts this evening on going all in. Here they are. Number one, when you go all in for Christ, you will find yourself attempting things you've never attempted before. You'll find yourself attempting things that you've never attempted attempted before look at verse 28 and Peter answered him and said Lord if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water and Jesus said unto him come and when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus verse 29 we see where Peter walked on water I love what that video said just for a few seconds it's okay but he walked on water he attempted something he had never done before. We're talking about Peter who walked with Christ, he prayed with Christ, he served with Christ, but now he's doing something he had never done before. As I mentioned just a few minutes ago, one of the greatest factors when it comes to going all in in your life, you ask people that's done it. You ask Miss Delilah, who gave a phenomenal testimony this morning. Grown into in church her whole life. I even, I listened, when I, when I heard your testimony this morning, I was even reflecting to your testimony that you gave during the celebration service last week, talking about your childhood and all. I was putting it all together. And I'm thinking, here's a, here's a young lady who's, who's gone to church and, and uh, you know, hung out with cousins and, man, been to Sunday school, did all of these things, been a deacon's wife. But never has she ever taken someone through discipleship no doubt you heard from herself no doubt that fear can set in fear can set in as i mentioned this morning fear or excuse me as i mean fear often is a main factor when it comes to our lives and going all in i think about it i broke i break it down this way sometimes it's our past that becomes the fear factor it's our past how in the world with all that i've ever been through and god did save me from it but It's the devil, again, it's the how the devil works. My past. Again, I want to say this to you, and I say this, I say this, it's very simple, but this is something that one of his own disciples, he had never experienced this before, he had never done this before. But often in our lives, our past gets in the way. It becomes a fear factor. How about your present life? Where you're at presently. I mean, when you think about Mr. Lila's testament, all of these past, present, future. You know, someone else could do that. When we get to the future, she could have easily said, someone else can do that. But in your present state right now in your life, that's where we live right now. What, what is it in your life that fears you from serving God? we, we just be talking about discipleship, whatever it may be. I, I think back here in just a few weeks, we're going to start our second semester of our Olympians that we do on Wednesday night. Here just last summer when we sat down and we had our Olympian meeting, and I thought to myself, I already had handpicked a few people to help me in there because I thought to myself, number one, we have so many ministries, so many people are serving, no one's going to show up to want to serve with kids. And the first night I, I texted Pastor Josh right off the bat, and I said, there's 18 people in here that want to serve. I'm talking about from, I don't even know who the youngest, I'm even going to quote who the youngest was, to, to young at heart, people people that were serving. I mean, it was phenomenal. Miss Patty's back there laughing. She knows, but she loves it. She loves it. We have a blast. She didn't allow that to become a fear factor in her life. Fear gets in the way of our, and it uses our past, our present. We have to eliminate fear. Why? Because when all along, the one, just like in Peter's story, that encouraged him, hey, Peter, just come. This is, the, this is the great comfort of it all. Is the one that really, listen, you think I'm standing here just challenging, encouraging you to go all in at 24. But the truth of the matter is, is the one that gets more excited than this guy or, or your pastor over here is Jesus Himself. And all along as you attempt to go all in, guess who's right there among you and right beside you along the whole way? Jesus Himself. Jesus Himself. You ask tonight, you say. Pastor Matt, but where does one begin to go all in? Where do you begin? Where do you begin to break it down in your own life? Well, I think Peter gives us a great plan. I want you to look with me. Look in verse number 28. Peter said this, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou. Where does one begin to go all in? Number one, write this down. Acknowledge it's not your life, but God gave you your life. Let that sink in for just a second. Acknowledge it's not your life you're living. This isn't your life. God granted you this life. You say, How does that, how do you get that at verse 28? Well, look what he said. And Peter answered unto him and said, Lord, Lord. When I read that, I knew what that word meant, but I wanted to really get in deep and I wanted to see what really, what does that word mean in the Greek? You you ready? I hope you're ready. Supreme authority. Supreme authority. Peter asked, Lord, if it be thou. He didn't say, hey, buddy, I dare you tell me to come out. No, 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 no. Sir? He didn't even use the word master. He said, Lord, if it be. Another word that you can use to describe that, in the Greek is this. I like this controller. <laughs> controller. I have, I'm a visual person. Like I said, I enjoyed Pastor's uh, illustration this morning because I'm a visual. But think about that for a minute. Think what a controller does. We have one up there in the sound room that controls our, that controls our cameras, our different angles. And it's a stick. You, see, you know what a controller is. But you know what? You put your hand on that controller. You can make it do whatever you want it to do. Can I say something to you? You just think you're living your life, but God can get your attention and make you do what he wants you to do, or he wants you to do. Supreme authority. Acknowledge it's not your life, but God gave you this life. Number two, ask the Lord specifically what it is for you. Ask the Lord specifically, what is it that you have for me? Look in verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, and here he goes, specific, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. He asked specifically to the Lord. Be specific in your asking the Lord for direction in your life. We're going through this right now in our family. Jed, uh, my son, is a senior, and uh, man, he's been praying since this last year, right after the summer, been praying his senior year on what God would have him to do for his life. And him and I have been spending some time together, and, and uh, man, he's been going back and forth, and, man, uh, just really, and honestly, I'll, be, I'll say this, and he's up there in the booth, and he's serving tonight, and I think he is. Um, yeah, there he is. And um, he popped his head up. And uh, I asked him just last week, we spent some time together, and I asked him, I said, Jed, I said, where are you? And he began to talk to me, and, and um, I said, Jed, no, be specific with me. You're not going to hurt Dad. Be specific with me. If you could choose right now what you want to do in life, what would it be? And he began to share it with me. And I stopped and I said this to him. I said, Jed, you need to talk to God that way. Talk to God that way. Be specific. I said, nothing wrong with those things that you just mentioned to me. I said, but be specific with God. Ask God to open and close doors in your life. I want to say to you tonight... Where do you begin? You acknowledge it's not your life, but God gave you this life. Ask the Lord specifically what it is for you. But number three, accept his response to your asking. Verse 29. After Peter had said, bid me come into thee on water, and Jesus' response, come. (laughs) I like that. Simple. Come. Can I say something to you big or small? The Lord's details to your life is all important to his plan for your life. There are no big details or small details when it comes to God and it comes to our life. The Lord's details to your life is all important to his plan for your life. One preacher said it this way. He said, it's not my place to tell men God's will for their life, but it is my place to point you to a God who has a plan and will for your life. When you go all in for God, you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong. Number two. Number two. When you go all in, you'll be protected by the one that makes no mistakes. You'll be protected by the one that makes no mistakes. In verse number 25, 29, Jesus tells Peter, come. Peter, win." Verse number 30. Peter was afraid. But in verse number 31, the Bible tells us, it says, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. Jesus was there all along. Verse number 32, though, I love this. And when they, Peter and Jesus, and when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Jesus was with Peter all along. He was tested, but all along, Jesus was with him. Our greatest setbacks to going all in for God, again, it's often fear. What got Peter in trouble? Fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, but God hath not given us the spirit of fear. But I love that verse because of the next few words that he mentions there in 2 Timothy. But he gives us what? But of a, a sound mind. I always, well, every time I read that, when I think about that first part where it says, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. I always think about peace. The word peace comes to my mind. But of a sound mind. Opportunities to stand for God, to serve God, and to go all in are around us every day. But when we get our eyes off what God wants us to do and has for us, and we get our eyes on us, it's then that we begin to sink. Pastor Josh, this is his life verse. He quotes it often. John three thirty. He must increase, and I must what? Decrease. I told you several weeks ago, we had this night, this whole day planned, and um, it was. Uh, I, I was putting together. Pastor asked me. He said, "I want you to speak on Sunday night, talk about a few events, and then give a challenge that night." And. Uh, so I was putting together my whole message and challenge. And I, if you know me and you know how I preach, I love to close with an illustration, something to just kind of kind of draw the net tied all together. And I had this phenomenal closing illustration. And uh, of course, due to circumstances, things got pushed around, and um, I began to study and was going to do the same thing. And the more that I studied the Word of God and the more that I put together this challenge, God changed my closing. It's pretty interesting that when you read Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33, the passage we just read, the same chapter and right before Christ and Peter have this experience, the disciples are with Christ. And they just get to experience one of the greatest miracles that you can imagine a man could see. The feeding of the 5,000. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine? I've worked on staff for 20 years in ministry. And I've had big days where we feed people and have lunches. And uh, there have been moments that you say, oh, my goodness, we had more show up than we expected. And guess what happened? We running low on food. And can I tell you something? We didn't pull it off. And it just happens. That didn't happen there. But I have to think for just a minute. you got to realize Christ. Did Christ see all of this, knowing what was about to happen with Peter? And he's thinking to himself, I'm just trying to set them up so that they can see that I'm a God of miracles. It's kind of comforting to know that Peter was flesh and human and. Kind of like us, that even after all the miracles that we have seen in our life, there's times in our life that we fear and we struggle with our faith life. Think about the next, what we just read. After Peter just saw the feeding of the 5,000 and he begins to walk on water. Come on, Peter, get your act together. You just saw what Christ did. He just did a miracle in front of you. He's going to take care of you. But what did Peter do? Fear set in. This last week, I told you that we had seven people sign up for, that wanted to go through discipleship. So that means on my part, part of my job title is to, to pair these people together and, and um, get people to go through and, and uh, do discipleship. And um, this week, I made a phone call. I got, I got word that someone wanted to go through discipleship, and so I started going through my list. and. On my list, I look at people that have already gone through discipleship, and I say to myself, man, it would be awesome that if somebody who's gone through discipleship will take somebody else through discipleship. And uh, so I, um, I picked up the phone, and I called this man. I'm not going to use names because we're going to give God the glory tonight. But I called someone in our church, and I knew this man was a businessman. I knew that he was super busy, but I thought to myself, I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, so I called him, he was busy, and he said, I'm going to have to call you back, and he did. In the process of doing so, I p- he picked up the phone, and I said, let me tell you why I'm calling, and I began to tell him. And in my mind, I already had checked out, like, okay, I'm going on to the next person. And this person told me, they said, uh, well, yeah, let me think about it. I did go through discipleship, but let me think about it. And it was like all time stood still. And I thought, okay, you can hang up now. And within about five to ten seconds, this was the response he gave me. He said, Pastor Matt, it's, it's amazing you called me. He said, I've been reading a book recently. And the book's title is called The Gift of Influence. He said, for the last several days, I've been thinking since the celebration life of Miss Brenda, I've been thinking about my life. By the way, this man is in his 50s, so now you're going to start searching. And he said, when I think about my life and I think about my influence for the cause of Christ, he goes, I'm not sure that I have made much of an impact. He said, I'll definitely pray about it. I thought okay so I'll put that one on hold the next day I didn't when people tell you that often in ministry you think to yourself okay it'll be two or three days maybe a week less than 24 hours my phone rang at work it said hey Pastor Matt he gave his name he said I'm all in I'm like first of all did you know what I was going to (laughs) preach he said I'm all in That's why I'm using this illustration, by the way. That's not a stretch of of imagination. He said, I'm all in. I'm going to do it. He said, I want to make an influence in one person's life, if that's all it is, for the cause of Christ. I said, let's do it. Here it is. I love Vision Sunday. I do. It's awesome. And I understand that when you have Vision Sunday for a church, you're talking about the body of believers. I get it. But here's my challenge to us tonight. My prayer is that we will fall in love with God's vision and direction for our individual lives. And in the process of doing so, everything else will fall in place. We'll have an awesome Easter at the point. We'll have an awesome community outreach. Sister, Sister Circle Fellowship, there will be lost people who will show up we never thought would come with us to them. Our Spring ref- Refresh Revival, it will be off the charts. You name it, event after event after, if we decide, God, I've never done this before, but I'm going all in. Remember that? video that Brian showed this morning with all those numbers up there remember that wouldn't it be pretty amazing that if you can sit back in your seat next year and say you know what that number up there of salvation I have one of those numbers that discipleship up there that's somebody I discipled I'm a part of that video it's not just something I get excited about with everybody else in the church that's me I'm a part of that video Not in pictures, but in number. May God help us all in 2024 to go all in. Lord Jesus, my desire tonight is not to be cute. It's not to be entertaining. Lord, the last two weeks, I've tried to picture in my mind how that Peter went all in. I can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's to us, we think that it's a neat story that kids would love and kids would get fascinated over to think that someone walked on water. But God, it was an amazing step in Peter's life. Lord, I can recall some of those moments in my own life. Lord, I, I'm here today in Jamestown. Because I believe you spoke to my heart a few years ago and challenged me to leave a metropolitan area, serving with young people in 10 different schools, and was challenged in my own heart to say, hey, big things can happen in a small town. And God, I took that step of faith and said, I'm all in. I didn't understand it all. It didn't make sense to me. but God, now that I'm here and I see, and I was able to eliminate some of the fear in my life, I see how, God, you want to use me. God, I pray that 24 is the exact way with many others. Lord, we love you because you first loved us in Jesus' name. Amen.